welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We had a plan this week. We were we were gonna watch the two Britney Spears documentaries. I think we even mentioned it on our episode last week that we were going to do it. We did it. And then we just felt so met about both documentaries and they just like the timing was so off because literally a few days slash like a day later, she was like released from her conservatorship and like, it just like, it didn't make sense and there was nothing to talk about because it's already all been said. Yeah. No one else even cares about the documentaries on the internet. No, because you know what the internet cares about right now? Squid Game. And so we have to care about what the internet cares about. And so we watched it. You have to turn into a squid head, just like the rest (laughs) of the world. Literally the world. The whole entire world. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed that it's the number one show on Netflix, but it was like going to be. Like Mm -hmm. they're like banking on it. Yeah, like the hype was even more than just people. Like it wasn't even just word of mouth. It was like... If you're not watching Squid Game, <laughs> CNN <laughs> is reporting on Squid Game, so you better uh, you better watch it. Well, it was funny because it was like a Thursday, and a coworker asked me, "Like, are you guys gonna watch Squid Game?" And I was like, "Never heard of it. What is that?" And not even one hour later, that's all I saw. It was just like squids falling on my head, <laughs> a la Watchmen <laughs> style. <laughs> Whoa. That is a brilliant callback because I forgot about those squids. They were like, they were like ahead of their time, ahead of the squid game. I wonder if anyone's made that joke on Twitter.com yet. You should tweet it. And I've seen a lot of squid jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen, it's like how proud I am of the title of the episode. Haven't seen it's that good. joke if you yet. <laughs> if you haven't read the title of the episode you're listening to right now, you better read it. Go back and, and look. give props to Jordan. I just, it's a burden to have these thoughts, but <laughs> sometimes they really pay off. Um, Wow. This is already spiraled. But uh, it's, yeah. it's, is, it, is it spiraling out if it's on topic? No, I'm going to say no. So. Never mind. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I'm not even thinking about how hungry I am. (laughs) So here we are, two squid heads ready to discuss. Um, We'll have a very brief spoiler-free section for all the people, all two people in the world who have not watched the show but do listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have to talk spoilers because that's the name of the game. It is interesting because I think – like there are people that are extremely violence averse and so they are probably like i have been warned over and over again how violent this is so it's kind of a that that's something i want to talk about that it's so interesting how this has become a phenomenon when it is a great point very extreme so yeah i don't it's interesting can't wait to dive in so there you go if you already know that you're not into violence maybe this isn't the episode or the tv show for you yeah or you can listen to the episode because we we yeah we're we're here for you i don't know i'm pretty dark (laughs) (laughs) taylor i was thinking i was like who classifies themselves as i'm into violence (laughs) (laughs) i guess we do (laughs) 
Ooh, violence? Uh, Sign me up. <laughs> yummy. Okay, I don't say yummy, but I think hmm, interesting. <laughs> I guess I am just hungry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right. So, without further ado, <laughs> here's some news that we've accumulated over the last little bit. Jordan, what do you have for us? Um, One thing I want to talk about is, and I'll lump it into two things. It's the di- upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Um, okay. First of all, they announced that uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which I, th- I think we can consider a Mandalorian spinoff, is premiering. Mm-hmm. On Disney Plus on December 29th. I love I love a Christmas break show. Amazing. Cozy, cuddled up. Watch with the fam. Yeah, it's fun. And then another little nugget of news is that um, Diego Luna, special boyfriend of mine, has said that there's going to be old Star Wars friends that were going to show up on the Disney Plus series about his character um cassian andor from rogue one and um interesting yeah i'm surprised they let him say that (laughs) i know it's kind of like a is he gonna get punished but happy to know that um especially because rogue one is so weird because it's like since it's in between so many star wars stories it's like it had darth vader and that and then everyone else was kind of new so Mm -hmm. you know that'll be fun love it did you watch the new HBO Max House of Dragon trailer? I did see that. Yes. It's good. Yeah, it I looked good. I thought it looked really good. I, it made me excited. I mean, we still have to wait until 2022, but I thought that it looked really good. Yeah, I thought it looked good, too. Um, They announced that the show Archer was renewed for season 13 on fx and what's interesting about this is that um one of the lead characters is played by jessica walter aka lucille bluth but since she has now passed people have been wondering like what's the future because she's plays his mom she's really important on the show but i also saw that in the season that's going on now they did kind of like a send-off for her character in like an Mm -hmm. homage to her so I'm definitely intrigued by that because I, I really like that show, but I was also wondering, like, how can they do it without her, you know? Yeah. I forgot about that show and that you watched it. And, wow, 13 seasons. I know. It's pretty insane, actually. Um, I saw last night or today, I don't remember, again... I'm not a current Riverdale watcher, but I still love keeping up on what what the haps is. And something really drastic and big happened in the finale last night. Um, hmm. I won't spoil it for anyone, but it seemed fun. And if anybody listens to this podcast and watches the show and wants to tell me exactly how it happened, please report to me because <laughs> I want to know, but I don't want to catch up. <laughs> um. But Kiernan Shipka is going to be joining the Riverdale season six cast as Sabrina. Fun. I know. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I can appreciate that even though I didn't like that show. Yeah. And I love the crossover from like Netflix to CW. Fun. And um, 
glad she can keep the Sabrina character alive. Yeah, I do actually really like her as Sabrina, and I like mm-hmm. her style as Sabrina. Like, the yeah. visuals are great. So, that's fun. Also, I really do like a crossover episode, even of shows I don't even watch at all. I still think that's a really fun idea, so I fully support this. Well, and I think she's like a season regular. It's not even like a crossover episode. Oh, th- okay. That's cool. That's, that's even fun. Crazier. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that's like ever happened before where like you're like, no, you're like permanently on this show, at least for a full season. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I'm into that. Disney Plus is doing a series based on the graphic novel American Born Chinese which I have read. I read it in college. And I think my mom, who's a high school teacher, English teacher, like her kids read it a lot. And um, it's uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi, is the director and executive producer. Oh, cool. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And also... That is very cool. I think that graphic novels make really good basis for TV and movies. So... Yeah. I think that'll be great. Love it. Um, This might be something we knew, but I cannot remember. Did we know they were doing a season two of Little Fires Everywhere? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> I am. I am very. That's new information to me. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Carrie Washington posted like this little tiny. It was like, it's a bunch of clips from season one. And she just said, season two, link in bio for more, dot, dot, dot. Never click the mm. link in their bio, but what if it's like fake? That would be weird. Oh my gosh, it is fake. <laughs> it's a voter registration thing. So just. <gasps> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you checked to see if it was fake or real. That's weird that it's funny she because- did that. Okay, maybe we should talk about this because I was going to say delete this, but now that I'm looking at the comments, it's funny. Okay. Because Beyonce's own mother commented and said, yes, I am excited. And then Drew Barrymore commented and said, hurry. And then like, uh, oh my gosh. Someone else who's verified who I don't know who they are said, so ready. And Carrie Washington responded and said, click the link. And, like, she has to keep telling people that are, like, verified and commenting, like, to f- click the link because it's actually just to get registered oh, to vote. Her clickbait was too, like, it was too it informative. Was too good. <laughs> like, if you say that in the post, she should have been, like, one of my iconic series is coming back. Click the link. Because then it's, like, ooh, is it Scandal? Is it blah, yeah, blah, like, blah? what is it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even Tina Knowles. <laughs> Tina Knowles was Fooled. Oh my gosh, that is freaking hilarious! If if like people in the biz, Drew Barrymore didn't know, you should not <laughs> feel embarrassed for not knowing. Because I think that Carrie <laughs> okay, made <good>. a mistake. <laughs> she made it too. Like, who wants to click on the bio? No one wants to read a deadline article if you just told us everything. <laughs> well, and now at least I'm not like um, I'm I'm stopping the cycle of people thinking uh-huh. that there is a season two. Yeah, you're paying it forward. I don't think yes. that's right, but you're doing something. <laughs> something like that. You're doing a good deed. Um, wow, that's amazing. That was a journey, and I'm happy to have been on it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Me too. Um, 
they dropped a trailer today for um the a movie that we definitely announced the cast but uh because it has literally all of our favorite actors in it the after party on apple tv plus that's dropping in january and let me just remind everyone who's in this cast um, remind me because i don't know it is the one that has sam richardson ike Barinholtz, john early mm. alana glazer tiffany haddish ben schwartz um <laughs> dave franco um i said the main ones up front <laughs> we love all, i love all those people but to freaking have sam richardson ike Barinholtz, and john early in one thing um, triple threat it's gonna be great and also it will be great because it is written and directed by Christopher Miller, who did Lego Movie, Spider-Man, Ver- Spider-Verse, um, Clone High, one of the most niche things I've ever watched from high school days, but important to me. <laughs> so it's just like going to be really good. Well, but they dropped that. a trailer. Haven't watched the trailer yet. But yeah, even just reading that list of people... I know it's going to be 10 out of 10. So haven't watched the trailer yet, but I'm excited yeah. to do it. It could be bad and I'll still enjoy myself watching it. 100%. But I don't think it will be. Um, the They dropped the season five trailer of, for Insecure. And wow, it already made me sad because it's mm-hmm. just like it was so special and good. And I just love all of them so much. They're perfect. It's like, um, I'm so happy for all of them because they're all going to go on to big things, but like the world is going to be worse without new seasons of Insecure on the horizon. Yeah. So I hope they're aware of that. (laughs) Not to put too much pressure on them, but it's just, it's just, I've been rewatching it and it has been a pure joy. It's so good. It's so much fun. Love it. Got I've got work to do because I'm rewatching Insecure, and then I'm gonna rewatch Succession. But bless HBO for the short seasons. Truly. Even if the people get mad. Yeah, exactly. We don't. We We say thank you. Um, my my, I have one more piece of news. And it is that, the Sex and the City sequel series is premiering in December. I don't know if that oh, was. Oh wow! That's I don't know. If, soon. I know it. I just am. I hope I really like it. <laughs> How backhanded is that to say? We'll but it's like back. it's coming out so fast. Um, the it's just been cursed from the start when you don't have Kim Cattrall. I hate the title. I just don't know. But whatever. We'll see. That's how I feel. Um, my last piece of news is that there's going to be a WandaVision spinoff with Kath- Catherine Hahn's character. Wow. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, which... The hahn Remember, we didn't love her character, but I'll watch anything Catherine Hahn is in, so Yeah, I love mad. her. Well, I liked her character before um, we learned more about the character. Like, I, <laughs> I really... I loved how she was in every <laughs> TV era. I liked her as the friend. I didn't like her as an actual like mystical creature. Yeah, I stopped uh, caring when she was a witch. Villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a mystical creature. <laughs> it yeah. does still have people that were tied to WandaVision too, which makes me have more mm-hmm. faith in it. Yeah, that's true. WandaVision was a it was very good. It was a great show. So 
I'll take more. And yeah. I'll be happy. All right. Well, on to our top three. Um, to go along with Squid Game. Ooh, let's let's give a brief summary of Squid Game and then do our top three. Jordan, take it away. Let's see. It is a little tricky because we um, we both went in pretty blind and uh, liked it that way. So if you if you haven't even heard what the premise of Squid Game is, basically it's a Korean drama action. I would even say horror series. Um, it's on Netflix. And um, the basic premise is that um, hundreds of adults have been invited to play a series of games that are like highly deadly, highly dangerous. I honestly, that's where I'll, I'll leave it. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? That's as basic as I could ever even get. I, the stakes are very high and uh, the games are just like games that people played as children. So it's like a fun twist. Yeah, I liked that twist a lot. Um, so for our top three, um, we decided to name the top three TV characters that we would want to ask to be part of our alliance and like be like a group and try to help in any way that we could. Um, and so, Jordan, who is one of your team members well i was approaching this because not it's not that only athletic people will be an asset to you in the games but it kind of is (laughs) in a lot of ways like strong people and um when i was thinking of athletes that i could trust as a team member i thought of i thought of roy kent on ted lasso shocking (laughs) fresh on my mind um it's not only because he's hot but it doesn't hurt (laughs) there's hot people there's a lot of hot people in squid game actually so it's kind of on it's also on theme and um what i like about him is that he he's like a nice person he is he does what's right so i know i could trust him but also he is like also competitive and aggressive so because you also need that you can't be too too nice and like too passive at all in squid game great answer thank you um my third person i probably should have gone with someone a little bit more athletic i was mostly just thinking like strong and Mm. also kind of crafty and so i went on swanson oh he would be good and I feel like he wouldn't, like, fall into any of the drama or, like, Mm-mm. be tempted to, like, any of any of the shenanigans that went on when the games weren't happening. That's so good. Especially because you're right. Another thing that I was thinking of is, like, there's a lot of athletic characters in TV shows that are stupid. Like, you, need, you need them to have a strategy brain. Mm-hmm. Ron would be great. Oh, he would be a really, like hopefully calming presence too yeah in there wow that's a great answer thank you um my number two 
I went with the Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about him too. I was trying, I was like, does it count with like people who have like powers or I guess he doesn't really have powers though. He just has cool tech stuff. Yeah. He's like, he is definitely like very physically capable. He's very strong. He's a good fighter. And he's also, I don't really know, actually. We don't see a lot of, we well, we see a lot of problem solving, actually. Yeah. I was going to say I don't know about his he's strategy strategic. mind, but he's definitely, yeah. yeah, he is. He. I mean, half the show, or more than half the show, is him solving people's problems. So Yeah, exactly. There you go. So you actually do know about his strategy. That's yeah, good. I actually know, I feel like I know it intimately. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, he definitely, the dad energy, that's also the, one half of Mandalorian is him solving people's problems. The other half is him being a good dad. So true. He would be trustworthy, but also like serious and um, strong in mind and in body and in Great heart. Answer. My number two is June Osborne from Handmaid's Tale. Great I feel answer. like she is very also strategic can see things coming um i don't her know. survival she's instincts pr- very strong yes she's got them um so. i i feel like the vibes of living in handmaid's tale are very similar to li- living in the squid game too there's yes. definitely like it's extremely dystopian i think what's so Great disturbing point. about it is obviously it's hard not to think about hunger games when you're watching it Mm -hmm. but hunger games was the entire society was like bought into this this is like it's in the normal world Mm -hmm. but there's this secret society yeah but like there's this like awful dystopia thing dystopian event happening and no one knows about it everyone's just going about Mm -hmm. their own their day so that's very creepy and like the red their red capes are pretty similar to like the red outfits of the I guess like the game. yeah like the workers yeah. they never really said what the employees f- yeah <laughs> <laughs> the coordinators <laughs> um yeah wow that's a good answer thank you all right what's your number one my number one I feel like we use her a lot in a top three kind of but I went with Arya from Game of Thrones Mm, great answer scrappiest person alive um very ruthless but also loyal like i feel like she's never everything she does in the show it's all it's about like revenge because of like wrong things her family's been wronged or like things like that it's never like she's not like a murderous sociopath who's just kills to kill Mm mm-hmm she and so it's like I think she would be a good teammate because like a she could really protect me if she was on my on my alliance. Yeah, she's very dangerous. But also, I don't think that I think she is also like a logical, strategic person, and she's like not evil. She's yeah. good. She's good inside. So, yeah. Good answer. Um. Okay, well, together with Arya, my number one is Tyrion Lannister. He's all strategy, and mm-hmm. I think that 
Um, he'd be really underestimated. Mm-hmm. And also very strong, I imagine. Yeah. And I mean, he's a sur- his survival instincts are strong, too. Just someone. Yeah. And just someone that I always want to be on my side. Oh, 100%. I think him and Ron Swanson would really be a good team <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, <sighs> they would be a fun pairing. Totally. And I, I really think, actually, not in every single game they play in Squid Game, but in a lot of them, like, the logic is actually more important than the physical strength. It's true. Like, yeah. Like, you need to you need to kind of be able to move quick or whatever and jump sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I would be like, that seems too far to jump <laughs> in one game in particular. But, you know, they did it. They made it work. Um, but, yeah, no, he would be he would be really, really a good. I would almost put him as like the team coach. That's how important he would be. Yeah, he'd be the leader. Amazing answers. Yeah, I think we'd survive. I mean, not me personally, but my team. <laughs> Someone from my team would be a winner. <laughs> yeah. Who would I? Who do um, I think would actually win? I feel like maybe I think Arya could beat for sure. She could beat Roy Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the man. I just think that the Mandalorian would. They would bond, but that's a fan fiction. All right, on another day. <laughs> uh, all right. Overall feelings on Squid Game. How do you like it? Would you recommend? Um, yes, I liked it. Especially after something's hyped that much. Yeah. Um it it lived up to the hype in my opinion. And also sometimes the hype could be like you're going to be so shocked and then you're like that wasn't that shocking and this was that shocking. <laughs> yeah. So um it lived up to all the hype. I would recommend it. Um, Something I know we talk about a lot is we enjoy when something um, reminds us that we can be shocked Mm -hmm. and disturbed by something. And uh, I, yeah, if you are very sensitive to, (laughs) yeah, if that's what you want, if you want to feel, if you want like to have a visceral reaction to a show, this is for you. Um, And if you are someone who, if images can haunt you for months, if you see like one disturbing <laughs> thing, this is not the show for you. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was pretty brutal, but I really did like it. And um, I like, I loved so many people in the cast mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I really liked it. Even though it feels kind of weird to say that about this show, but I did. I thought it was very, very good. How did you mm-hmm. feel about it? Yeah, I I had a really fun time watching it. I I will admit this about myself, but I always have a hard time uh, investing into something that everyone else is already watching. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of um, like to be first. Yeah, which is so not like, a good maybe that a great was my treat. Pride. I was just like, I didn't even know about this show, and everyone else already watched it. What the heck? And um. And, like, it's just, like, with YouTube videos that are, like, going viral, I'm always, like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> like, until someone makes me, I'm not going to. But what did draw me in and made me the most interested were just, like, the stills that were being shared from the show. Mm-hmm. Because it was very visually appealing. And um, I can be 
pulled into something just because it looks good visually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought it was really pretty to look at, pretty to look at while also haunting. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like um the symmetry was like so good that sometimes it was eerie. Yes. And um the colors were fun. Anyway, and also some of the, like the costuming was really pretty and cool. And yeah, just like a really interesting uh, storyline. And there were so many characters, which I kind of worried about at first. But I think you I think you do get enough like um, bits and pieces into people's lives that you're invested in mm-hmm. quite a few storylines. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially when it's like literally there's like three costumes in this whole show. Yeah. But I felt like I was able to f- keep track of different, like each different character and it pays off because then like different things happen that I'm like shocked by a character's decision and th- stuff like that. Yeah. So I liked it. I will say my feelings about it felt a little bit more wishy-washy in the fin- finale. Um, Just trying to set expectations, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I've still just I've been thinking about it nonstop and not do not regret watching it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and even today, like at work, there's so much to discuss about like symbolism and just like what did you think this meant? Like it's it's very um it's it's uh there's so much to analyze. Yep. Um, and worth it to just to talk about it with people, even uh-huh. if it was bad, which it's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think <laughs> if something is like discussable, then it's mm-hmm. it's even if I didn't if it's not my cup of tea, then it's still like worth it's like still worthy content. Yeah. But this I thought was very good and um, extremely discussable. And um, yeah, I I would agree with you though, and I don't think it's spoilery to say that. Some of my least favorite parts and moments were towards the end of the series yeah. of the season. Cause I guess there's like a very strong, I've, I've seen that there's, I don't think anything's been confirmed, but I think there's a strong chance that they're talking about doing a season two. Yeah. That's what I've seen too. Um, so yeah, I would definitely watch season two. Um, that's all we can say. So mm-hmm. on to spoilers. Um, what are the things that didn't work for you? Um, by far my least favorite part of the show was when they brought in the VIPs who were like mostly, I think they were all American. I thought one of them for sure was Army Hammer. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) He just gets a career. Doing like movies in Korea just with face masks on, so and he has to Americans play someone. Don't know. Yeah, and he has to play someone disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, I'd be like, "You're a bad actor." <laughs> yeah, but those there's a couple reasons why the VIPs really did not work for me. A, the acting was terrible, so bad. They were very horrible. I couldn't believe how bad. I was like, "This is painful and cringy." Um, there was one time where one guy said. Hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. And I literally died of laughter. Yeah, it it was so bad 
that it took me out of the seriousness. Like it should be like at that point of the series, like there there's not that many players left in the game. And it's like the tension should be so high. And instead, every time they would talk, I would just be like, are you freaking kidding me? I'd be like rolling my eyes. They were just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like outside of even just like the acting suddenly was terrible. Um, I just don't think that it's kind of a trope that we've seen in stuff already that rich people betting on poor people. Like mm-hmm. we've seen that. I think and it's it's not like a new th- a new concept and so it lost a lot of shock factor for me um especially when they'd revealed at this point we've seen that what they do with the dead players when they like are like taking out their organs to sell them like that to me was so gross and shocking and it's like kind of if one of the themes is like the rich de- de- like dehumanizing um either the poor people or people that are in debt, like all this stuff that like, what's more dehumanizing than treating a a human being as like just a bag of organs. Like Mm -hmm. that's so gross, but it was really effective and nasty. And it was like really fit the themes of the show. And so then when they were like, the rich people are betting on them. I was like, no, that doesn't really work for me. I think that is a step backwards personally. Yeah, like the organ harvesting, it's shocking that that was just like a secret side hustle for the workers and not actually part of the process. I was like, so they just got lucky. They like found out that guy was a doctor and they were like, cool, like, can you help us? Like, that was so random. And they're like on, they're like, they clearly had like a big like system of people who were like protecting them and in Mm -hmm. on it. But, like, how did they even get to that point? I don't know. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. And so I was, like, that was enough for me. That was, like, holy crap. This whole game is so that they can, like, make a profit on these dead people's organs. Like, that is so Mm -hmm. messed up. And then that wasn't even the main thing. That was a letdown to me, actually. Yeah. Uh, What is something... What about you? Um, My biggest hang-ups were... That the cop's phone was on loud when he was taking photos <laughs> <laughs> while secretly trying not to be found. And it's like um, silent also, when he's walking around the hallways and in yes. that room. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. so like funny. And it's like, you know, if you have that on for our benefit, we can see that he's taking a photo. <laughs> like, yes, you don't we need don't the sound need effect. To hear it. Oh my also, gosh, that's no so funny. No one has their phone on loud anymore unless they are not right yeah and if you if you take a picture and your click is so loud it's so embarrassing also it delays the photo so like just a with just a little tip out there (laughs) and then also there's no way his phone would have still been alive it would have been dead yeah and then also along with him maybe someone else can inform me on this but like the Morse code, the neighbor coughing in Morse code never seemed to like come to be. And I mm-hmm. think that that was a really interesting thing. Like, was there another person that was sleeping next to him that like wanted in on like helping him like solve what was going on there? Yeah. Well, um, here's the thing. Maybe if, if slash when there's a season two and if like our hero 
Jihoon slash 456, if he goes in and is trying to infiltrate the workers, maybe he'll find that worker that was like kind of trying to or something like maybe that will come back in future episodes. But for this, we're just left that like his notes app was full of stuff that will never pay off. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then. Oh, lastly, I didn't like in the end that. Um, I didn't like that Jihoon's character did not get on the plane to go see his daughter because I think the whole season was trying to convince us that um, he changed and like figured out that he actually does have a heart. And because I think that a lot of it was like um, he kind of became the person that all the people around him told him he was being. And so mm-hmm. I think it was kind of him coming out of that and being like, no, like I do have a good heart and I have good intentions and I can be a good dad. And so for him to then not get on the plane really upset me. And because um, I think I understand he's going to like try to go blow up the games from the inside or something. But like it just didn't s- it at least go see your daughter really quick, just really quick. And I think that. Um, I also, my last thing is that I think it would be a more, um, interesting plot line if he was required to run a future game, um, run a future set of games for like the next round of people, Mm -hmm. um, because he won. Cause that was how the, like the game runner what became involved i'm assuming because he won the games in like 2005 or whatever Mm -hmm. um so i think that would be more interesting and that's how i would have written it if i were to have written this story well it's also it seems interesting and surprising that there's no catch like they are just going to let him have the money like it's just that like hoping that his guilt will haunt him or something. But, like, it seems like the game is so diabolical that it seems like there should there would be a catch that's, like, and now you're tied to us forever or something. Well, and they've been, they've been doing these games for so long and uh-huh. no one has ever tried to do what he's going to go do. Yeah. It's interesting, especially interesting because his character, he's not, like, we haven't seen him kind of be, like, this um like rebel leader he's just like the whole game it's like he kind of he looks out for kind of some underdogs but it's not that he's like i don't know it's just it was kind of like a big personality shift yeah for him to be and i it's like i also understand the red hair the red hair i know i was actually trying to look and see um one of my friends whose dad like has lived in Korea for a long time. Mm-hmm. She, um, she was saying she was going to talk to him because I guess red is like extremely symbolic in a lot of ways. Mm. Like she was saying something that like culturally she's like her dad got used to like, he'll never use a red pen or something like that. And so, and I, I was Whoa. trying to research to see if there was any like kind of deeper symbolism that maybe a Korean audience would like have really understood more than me. Mm-hmm. But the director, I guess, said, 
that it was kind of just to show how he's like channeling his anger and that it's something he would never have done before. And I was like, oh, interesting. I thought he was trying to like hide, like he was trying to like um, change his look so that people didn't recognize him. I mean, because he did look extremely different. My I thought of one more of my issues before before we go into what we loved. I wanted to start with what we didn't like so that we could end on what we like because we were saying that we both we liked it so much that it's mm-hmm. making us a little bit nit- nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing that kind of bothered me, well, other than Grandpa being the main person Bad. behind it, but mo- more than that, the reasoning was just like very off for me because it felt like at times on the show – they were trying to like hit us on the head with like some like moral story and like um symbolism and like the lessons we should be learning like i felt like they were hitting us over the head with like equality these games are the only times that people will be equal which i think is debatable in and of itself but anyway yeah um i i guess like i got what i got from the end the season finale was that this old man just like was bored and rich and like did it because he loves playing games. And like that to me just like seemed really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if they were trying, they could draw some stronger symbolism out of all of this if they wanted to. And it made me feel weird that they didn't. I think that was what was strange is that sometimes it felt so, um, complex and then it would throw in something really kind of um almost seemed like lazy which i think is how i felt about the vips too it's like okay Mm -hmm. the other stuff was so new and unique that then you kind of like i liked the twist that it was the old man but yeah they didn't they needed like more to really make that satisfying Mm -hmm. they really needed i think to have something else there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I just felt like they they put you in a mind space where you are, like, trying to think, like, oh, what's the bigger meaning? Like, what are they trying to tell us? And then they would tell us so literally and, like, it was, like, nothing mm-hmm. that profound. Yeah. Yeah, like, I prefer the most, the most impactful. I guess we can kind of then transitioning to things that I did like. Perfect. Um, I, it's, like. To compare to what you just said that was, like, a weak version of that, what I like best was how it's, like, comparing all these different characters. Like, you have Ji-Hoon. He's seen and is, like, a dirtbag, kind of, like, and kind of, like, a loser. Like, yeah, he's been down on his luck, but, like, the money he does have, he just gambles it away. And he has to, like, steal from his mom. And he's a horrible deadbeat dad to his daughter. Stuff like that. And then you see... um. Sang Woo, the guy who comes in second place that like has history with Ji Hoon, he seems like he's successful. They always talk about how he went to college and all this stuff. He's like the golden boy, but like they, I don't think they necessarily hit us over the head with the fact that like he's actually worse and that he's the one who gets way sociopathic and like more ruthless in the games and like betrays his friends and stuff. But like. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of the world, he has way more value than Ji Hoon, you know? But I like, mm-hmm. so I like kind of like we pick up on those things ourselves, like through the character work rather than like giving us a long speech about 
humanity and like the morals of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I liked, I liked those kinds of things we put together from the characters, from the performances ourselves. Yeah. I like that. Good perspective. Um, I already kind of talked about this, but just the aesthetics of the show, um, mainly I know Jordan feels the same, but like the staircases that they would go up when they were going to a game room. Amazing. Is (gasps) extremely similar to a game that I highly recommend on your phone, your iPhone called Monument Valley. It costs money. And more money than I've ever paid for a game before, but it is very fun and very beautiful and reminded me so much of it that I thought that that was interesting. A selling point right there. I need to look it up. Yeah, you would like it. Um, oh, also another note I have in my notes just for you, Jordan, is that there was a Matrix reference. Which Did you what? miss it? I think I missed it. What was it? It was when they were doing the um, the tug of war. He was like, oh, like full Matrix mode. Oh, yeah. Like bend backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What if I was just looking down and I missed that subtitle? Sad. That's so I mean, sad. But actually, there was yeah. a lot of Matrixy vibes, actually, to this, too. In a way, just because it's very dystopian. Comparing the two. Ugh. Actually, that's a good podcast idea. Compare the Matrix to anything. Because yeah. it can be compared to a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm sure someone's made that. It's not a new movie. <laughs> new to me. <laughs> um, I would also love to highlight some of the some of the acting was okay and some of the acting was phenomenal. I would say the the core three, like the three that end up in the the final three, Ji Hoon, Song Woo. And say Biak, amazing. I really felt moved by their performances, particularly towards the end when they're all kind of like grappling with their fate. And um, I loved them. I am obsessed with the three of them. I don't watch a lot of foreign, especially not foreign TV shows. And so it was mm-hmm. fun, like enjoying a performance where I don't even actually speak their same language, but like they're... I feel very affected by their performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved them. Yeah, I thought that she was really good. And I've seen quite a few articles come out about her and how she's like uh, mostly a model. So she's like really excited about um, her success of her acting. It's like her debut acting role. And I think that she was amazing. So I'm mm-hmm. very impressed. That's so cool. What was your favorite game? Good question. <laughs> um, I mean, Red Light, Green Light was great to watch. That was my favorite game because I think that everyone was on the same playing field. Because yeah. everyone either knew exactly what Red Light, Green Light was or caught on extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. And But there was still more like uh, strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. And like anyone could have done it. I mean, yes. not to go back to the things I didn't like, but <laughs> I did something they kept saying was like, these are like, so that everyone's equal, but like not everyone is equal when like 
some people have played the games and some other people haven't played the games or like mm-hmm. it's a strength thing because like like tug of war exactly mm-hmm. um so hmm. anyway I thought I, that's that that a good point because like, it well, i hated it when they kept i mean like it i hated it because it would happen in real life they're like we don't want girls in our team <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, F you. And I thought it, I liked all the, I also liked the honeycomb game because people yeah. were on there. Like there was still like that. You have to choose, um, choose a symbol first and then you know what, what's happening. But like, I liked, I liked when they were on their own. I didn't yeah. like the group or pairings. I agree with that. I didn't like when they had to pick teams. I liked when it was an individual game. Yeah. I think that it was. I think those games were stronger. Yeah. Also in the red light, green light, it was just so like, I really, even though that game technically I had been spoiled for me, like I knew that it was the first game. I knew what the robot doll did and blah, blah, blah. But it was still like, it was so stressful watching it. And like the moment when, um, Ali catches Jihoon by like the shirt. So he doesn't mm-hmm. move. That was like an amazing moment. It was like really cool and really freaky i forgot how much i love dolly yeah even though he probably he was during the part that i maybe thought was the grossest of the whole show the fingers yeah it's true the fingers which i actually i really liked because um i did feel like some of the most gruesome parts of the show happened outside of the games or with mm-hmm. like when you were least expecting it because like yeah. yeah you're expecting all these people to fall from the rope and die but like i was definitely not expecting for like his ollie to be like talking to his old boss and his old boss's hand go into those rollers and smash his fingers like that's yeah. when i was like that was shocking and that that's such a good point because that yeah that makes it so much more disturbing when you're that caught mm-hmm. off guard yeah because actually a lot of the deaths in the games, I mean, this sounds horrible, but it's like they just were the workers <laughs> shooting the people. So it's like, and a lot of them you didn't see. It they wasn't were, like. They were just getting their brains blown out. <laughs> which like sometimes. It was like NBD. Sometimes it would be happening off camera. You just hear all the gunshots. So it's like you're, it's still traumatizing. Yeah. But then it's like, or even like the bridge. I would have liked the bridge more if the VIPs weren't talking and doing commentary throughout it. They were idiots. I agree. I thought it was interesting that the characters never even like looked over to like see that people were watching them. Yeah. I thought that would have been an interesting thing for them to notice. And like they never did. Totally. Hmm. Oh, something I want to talk about briefly is something else that was a part that I hated, but also thought was really amazing was the riots and the nighttime. I was like, I like couldn't breathe watching that. I just hated that they allowed that because again, the whole equality thing. I just like, I didn't like that they allowed that. I I feel like it took away from the integrity of the games. But that's <laughs> me, who is a rule follower. <laughs> well, and also a games where you're they're trying to get everyone to die. <laughs> yeah, but like, gotta I keep think it the pure. Should have died in the games. Or like, yeah, it's true. And I hated those characters. I hated every single character that was like the bad team. I hated mm-hmm. them. And I didn't, I thought some of their act, sometimes their acting was okay. Sometimes it was like kind of not fun to watch. Yeah. But I think that like 
the way they filmed that it was so effective because i really it was almost i was like i feel like i'm in this almost like i'm yeah really stressed true. out can only partially see like i was just like wow filming this must have just been insane like this is crazy mm-hmm. so yeah but i i definitely um the injustice of it all was extremely frustrating yeah i think it was more interesting to see the um mental stability of the players outside of the games like it was so sad when a character hung himself but I feel like more people would have been maybe doing that and um so I did I did find it interesting that they like focus and I was glad they focused on like the fact that their mental health severely declined at a rapid rate and so I do think that like that whole scene kind of showed that so yeah again love hate similar to you well and and it's so because it's like the way that they caused that like the workers caused it to happen by like giving having less food and letting people butt in line to get extra eggs for dinner yeah it's kind of like the bachelor how they force like the producers well it's interesting squid games equal to the bachelor (laughs) Squid Games meets Bachelor Pad, <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> I guess there were some people that hooked up. <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, it's it's all been said. There is a lot to discuss. We could even go on for longer if we wanted to, but we'll let the rest of the discussion happen in real life or in the DMs. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Squid Game. There it is. We're into it. Lots, lots to think about. Um, who's your crush of the week? Um, I've got to give it up to my boy, four, five, six. The actor's name is Lee Jung Jae. And I just thought there was something so like appealing about him. Like um I it was so funny when they take his photo and like the last minute he does that such cheeser smile (laughs) but he really has such like a twinkly eyes I read this thing that he's like a pretty famous actor in Korea and I think he's a lot of what like what got him on the map is doing like romance dramas and stuff and Mm -hmm. I read some I read some trivia that like they wanted him to play against his usual pretty like charismatic likable type Mm -hmm. and um i think in some ways they still kind of played into that like you can't help but root for him when he's like with like with working with the old man and stuff but um there was still yeah he's just i i just thought he was like so handsome and by the end i was just like fully on board rooting for him even through the red hair (laughs) (laughs) that really shook me to my core (laughs) Mine, I mean, um, I have to say I'm, my crush is the same. Um, and I even thought he was kind of, was like, it was like secretly, but not secretly so hot when he even like looked homeless and had like scraggly hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of into it. He's just like an undeniably hot person. And it's funny that, um, that other actors started as a model because he did too. Oh, According, I was reading his Wikipedia page and um, I'd have to pause the show because I couldn't read two things at once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I felt he's, he was so beautiful. 
Also, there's um in the first episode where he's wearing that like blazer and the baseball cap. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love I love a ba- a man in a baseball cap. I don't know what it is. We love that Logan Roy style. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor thought I looked so good for Halloween when I was Logan and had a baseball hat and a goatee. <laughs> wow, I thought I was being secretive. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> it's how, the best look a person can wear. <laughs> Uh, well right, i liked well, all I, three of them looked hot in those tuxes just had to say that when they yes, had forced they him to wear tuxes i was like uh yeah this is great love it also i love the checkerboard of that of the floor of that oh yeah scene checkerboard queen. and it inspired my outfit today <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> well we should really dress for the episode more often for we our really for our for non-visual the- production <laughs> Well, there will be a visual um, component this week. There will. You'll well, see I guess there is every faces. week, but a video this week. <laughs> <laughs> so watch our socials. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and not following us on social, that's sad for you because our social is some of our best content, I would say. Ugh. I wholeheartedly agree. Taylor, our... <laughs> Our graphic design team, she does amazing work. <laughs> uh, I have to add, I don't even know if I've told you this, Jordan, yet, but I was talking to a coworker about clickbait and I was saying how creepy it is when um, she like photoshops her, um, the guy's face onto like pictures or women other women's faces into like pictures with him to like make it look like they were on the beach i was like it's so creepy and a coworker was like don't you do that every week for your podcast and i was like i guess you're right and one time some people thought it was a real photo they thought yeah, we were went true. to see lord with hunter schaefer <laughs> and the hunter schaefer heads went wild yeah her brazilian fan fan but it really upped our upped our listens so So are we ever gonna stop no well we know how to do it we never would have gotten caught not like that lady (laughs) (laughs) all right well (laughs) squid game there it is uh thank you for listening and see you next week with ted lasso ted lasso Ooh ooh. Bye. Bye.